Hey friends, welcome to this week's episode of the Mom Date Podcast. This week I'm sitting down with my amazing friend, Chrissy Connor. She's a mom of three girls, a wife, and a super successful real estate agent here in Northern California. Um, And she's one of my best friends and um, my self-appointed life coach. And I'm super excited for all that we dive into in this episode. We're talking about infertility, about directing play, um, and just some awesome like little tips and nuggets that I think are going to make you feel great and also help you feel like you're an awesome mom because you are. Let's dive in. Hey friends, it's Erica, your host of the Mom Date Podcast. We have launched Moms and Motherhood, a special series of the podcast where I'm sitting down with moms of all walks and stages to get the inside scoop on what motherhood is really like for all of us. I love this series because you are going to know no matter how hard this season looks, you are not alone. You might not have great advice, but at least you know there's strength in numbers. So pour a cup and let's start chatting. Hello, Chrissy. Welcome to the Mom Date Podcast. Hello, Miss Erica. Hello. Um, I kind of introduced you a little bit before um, you hopped on, but I would love to hear from your perspective what your life looks like right now. <laughs> um, from my perspective, what my life looks like right now, I am a mom of three daughters, ages three, five, and almost eight. I'm a wife and a real estate agent in the Northern California area. That's, awesome. that's, that's pretty much what I said too. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm gonna ask you five questions, but the goal is just to have a candid conversation. So um, don't feel like you have to have the perfect answer. Just tell us from your heart um, what motherhood is like to you. So. First question, what is the best part of motherhood or what has been the best part of motherhood for you? And question number one, I'm crying. Um, (laughs) um, The best part of motherhood is having it. I think um, for us, I know you know a lot of my story, but for us, we experienced infertility for six years and it was so such a far stretch to think that I would have the life we have right now. It's mind blowing to see how far we've come from, you know, when we first had Kinsley, it was one baby and it was like, this is the only baby we're ever going to have. And then we were blessed enough to be successful with our second IVF. And then we got Ellie and then, um, God blessed us with a, um, Kinsley calls her a gift. Um, of Dylan. So I never in my wildest dreams thought this would be possible. Yeah. I think that's probably the best part um, for me. And like on a simpler level, I love snuggles in my bed. (laughs) Me too. So glorious. Yes. Now, do you like when you say snuggles in your bed, do you co-sleep or is it just like morning snuggles when everyone wakes up on Saturday morning? We don't, I wouldn't say we are co-sleepers, but we're not, not (laughs) co-sleepers. 
So it kind of just depends on what each child has liked. Kinsley never slept with us. She's not a big snuggler. Um, Ellie slept with us when because she didn't really sleep ever. And then Dylan comes in um, probably around two o'clock every morning and hops in bed. So my favorite part would be when they all fall asleep in their own bed and I'm totally okay that they come in in the middle of the night. That is so me too. I swore I would never post. Would never. Never, ever. ever. I'm ever. like physical touch on my love language is literally a zero. And somehow yeah. I gave birth to like the two most touchy kids in the world and they love to sleep in bed with us but I'm like you they have to start in their own bed they cannot they fall asleep I need a little bit of time to myself I need a moment where no one is touching me and I can be compressed from the day yes my husband will like slide his foot over and like want to touch feet and I'm like don't you dare <laughs> nope yeah. and then Dylan will get in bed and has to be like right in your face touching it so yeah same thing. I, I need a minute to like not be touched. And um, in the middle of the night, I'm totally fine. Yeah. That's once they get into bed, I'm like, all right, come on. I'm here. On. Yeah. Right. Okay. This is a two-part question. You can answer both or you can answer just one, whichever one you're most comfortable with. Um, so it's either what's been the most surprising, either good or bad part about motherhood for you or what's been the hardest, most challenging. And you can answer both. Like if you have something that was surprising and really good, you can, and you also want to answer something that's hard either way. Surprising, I would say, I never thought in a million years I would want to spend all this time with my children <laughs> before having them. I was really career oriented. And I knew, I mean, we spent six years trying to have kids. And I knew that once we had kids, I would go back to work and continue on with my ladder climbing um and once we had Ellie my second daughter I was like there's no way in the world I can go back to work the way I was before so I had to come up with my own solution to what that looks like and then what was the other one uh what's been the hardest part about motherhood for you all of it <laughs> Um, the hardest part about motherhood, I think it's so easy to lose yourself in these tiny little beings that rely on you a hundred percent. And the hardest part is to pull yourself back to realize you still are the person that you were. You're a better person than the, than the person that you were when you started or before you were a mother, but you're still in there and you're what you like to do and what you like to read and what you like to watch on TV and what you like to eat is still important rather than just having it a hundred percent be all about the kids all the time. I think yeah. that's really hard. I, I mean, agree. down to the simplest thing of like what you want to eat and like, no, I actually don't like spaghetti and meatballs at all. Even though you guys do every week it's actually not one of my favorite foods. Um, that, I think that was really hard to realize that I'm still in here as opposed to now I'm just mom. Yeah. My husband and I were actually talking about that last night, that like battle between wanting to give your kid their every 
need and still having to take care of yourself. Ironically, we were talking about sleep also in that moment of like finding the balance between like, we're talking about the younger stages, letting your kid cry it out and doing sleep training when really what they want, they might not need it. I'm sure some people would be like, no, they need sleep and you have to teach them to self-soothe. We were not in that boat. Like we did not sleep, we tried it and it did not work for us. And I looked at it just as, okay, my kids are crying because they need something and not everyone agrees that, that the soothing help a parent can give them is a need. It might be a want, but um, finding that balance between like, okay, well, letting them cry it out didn't work for us, but also having them sleep in our bed and nurse 24 seven didn't work for me and figuring out how to make it work. And I think, and same with food, I go through that struggle all the time of, I would like to eat gourmet meals that are packed with vegetables and like sesame oil and ginger. And my kids have no interest in that. And they would eat hot dogs every night and that's not okay with me. So again, finding that balance, it's hard. I agree. That's a hard. And there's so many layers to that, like down to, no, I don't want to watch. I don't want to listen to that on the radio anymore. Like frozen two on repeat needs to stop just for a minute. (laughs) And I actually turned on like old school nineties music last week when we were driving around and they dug it, but like without, I don't know if it's being assertive (laughs) because it's not necessarily like asserting yourself with your kids, but it's out without remembering that like, Oh, I actually do like really good music. Um, I like really good food too. Um, Without remembering that it's really easy to just numb yourself throughout the day. Yeah. With the same stuff on repeat all the time. Yeah. Macaroni and cheese and frozen too. 24 seven. Let's do it. My kids would be so happy. (laughs) Oh, so true. I know my therapist told me last week, we were talking about um, the novels that I want to write and how it's hard to find the time to like get creative. I would have to stay up to like two o'clock in the morning in order to like put them to bed decompress, get into my creative flow, and then actually like write something cohesive. And physically, I just can't do that to my body. I burn out really quick. And so she was like, what if like once a month you went and stayed at a hotel for one night and you worked in the evening, slept, and then spent most of the day the next day at the hotel writing? And I was like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And then I went home and I was like, but that would be a whole Saturday every month that I would miss my kids and that right. like it's hard to want to give that up and I think working during the week for my regular job adds to that I'm sure if I stayed with home them home stayed home with them Monday through Friday I'd be like yeah sign me up for a hotel room Saturday night but <laughs> for me Saturdays are so precious it's hard to give that up so it's another one of those balancing like how do I how do I fit in what I want to do, do? You, I mean it's I don't think it's a hundred percent either way it yeah. really it really isn't and it's hard to know what works for you and what works. I mean, it sounds like a genius plan, right? Like hotel, 24 hours, done. But in reality, that's not something I'm willing to sacrifice. So right. what am I? 
Exactly. As you well know from being my secondary therapist, there's a lot of that happening in my life right now. Oh, same. We'll call you, I have my therapist, and then Chrissy will consider my life coach from here on out. <laughs> you, that's why I'm like, it's so weird talking to you because you literally know everything about me. So, okay. I know, it's kind of fun <laughs> to interview you. And then I'm like, but she has to talk like I know nothing because everyone right. listening knows nothing. <laughs> exactly. Um, this is my favorite question. If you could give one piece of unsolicited advice to a mom and it could be a new mom or it could be at any stage mom, what would it be? Oh, you know my answer. <laughs> Do not follow your kids around the playground. Stop doing it now, please. Thank you. <laughs> okay, you gotta tell us more. I, um, I, we live in a suburban area, so we have parks all around us. And I would say my husband's like the park connoisseur whenever he has the kids, he's like, oh, well, we haven't been to this one. So we go to the parks um, and we look like those lazy parents sitting on the side, like letting our kids roam free and do whatever they want. We do not chase them anywhere. Our kids now, oh, so three, five and almost eight are actually really, really, really strong like muscle wise. Um, and we've done this. Kinsley was probably like two and a half years old when we started learning about this, but I watch parents helicopter their children around a playground. And while they're trying to help them, you know, place your foot here, place your arms there. You're giving them inadequate self-esteem they think they can climb up here when in fact you helped them every step of every way. So when they try and do it themselves, they actually open themselves up to injury, um, like breaking a bone because they think that they can do it and they don't know how to trust their body. And if my kids want to climb up something, you can absolutely do that if you can do that. So, um, I, that is 100% my unsolicited advice. And I wish I could give it to a lot of people. <laughs> so what was the thing that you told me last week that you don't? Um... We do not instruct play. Yeah. So when my kids are doing something, and this is, this is a learned thing for us. This is not something that we just knew. Um, so when there's anything right exactly absolutely well there's some instinctual things you do as a parent like don't touch that but the the rest of it i mean you all do it through trial and error right so we don't in my husband and i say are you instructing play where you would be like, okay, so today we're gonna dress up like teachers and we're gonna teach the class about how to, whatever they do. Um, and so you set the scene for them and you're in the middle of the play where you're, actually, I think that's kind of okay. But if the kid comes up with the idea, okay, today we're gonna play store and mom, you're the kid and I'm the mom and you have to do what I say, okay. That's different than me telling them what we're going to do today and how they're going to play. It um, interrupts their imagination. And again, them walking through that gives them the confidence through play to get through those scenarios in real life and recreate things. I mean, my oldest daughter recreates school all the time. 
and I, figures out different different outcomes she wants to have happen and it's it's really cool to watch it play out I love that I think about it all the time now when I'm playing with the boys because I'm big on like getting off the couch and actually engaging with them and playing with them and uh they're really into their brio trains right now but they cannot set up a track that like makes sense to save their life um, because they're two and a half. And so they yeah. asked me to build one all the time and then they want it to go a different direction. I'm like, no, that doesn't work. They are going to fall off the table. And so I've been stopping myself a little bit and, be, and like letting them and so then, have their train fall off the table and see yeah. what happens. And then they're going to learn how to set up that train correctly yeah. over trial and error. They're going to go, okay, does this work? Okay, does this work? Okay, does this work? And they'll figure it out over time. So that's, we would do the same thing. Yes, I will help you set up your train track. Where do you want me to put this? Mm -hmm. Where do you want me to put this one? Mm -hmm. Okay, do you think this is going to work? All right, let's try it. So like you and I obviously know the outcome of a train that's going to fall off a table, but they're not going to know that unless they try it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yes. And then we spend 30 minutes building a track and, and five minutes in. Works. Yeah they're taking it apart for some reason yeah that used to drive me nuts with blocks when before I before I <laughs> before I learned this I was like okay so we're gonna put all the green ones together over here and all the blue ones we're gonna build with all the same color blocks and yeah that's not the way it's supposed to work <laughs> but yes yeah it is hard it's challenging because sometimes my adult brain is like what we want to fix it are you doing yeah. yeah, you want to fix it for them, but that's not actually teaching them anything. Yeah. The one thing I don't let them do is throw their toys. Well, yeah. We don't do that. They would just throw their toys against the floor over and over again. And some could look at that as them playing with them, but I really don't want to be buying the same toys over and over again. So that's, I say that a lot. We don't do that here. Yeah. And you want me to find you something you can throw? Oh, I like it. I haven't. I always tell them we can get a ball if we want to throw things. Yeah. But I like phrasing it that like way. Do you want me to get you something? Yeah. I like that. Like this is kid. why Chrissy's my life coach and my mom <laughs> my coach. Kids, my kids like to do art a lot. And well, you can paint um, at preschool anywhere you want to. Um, you can't paint at my house anywhere you want to. So if you want to paint something, um, it needs to be on paper. Or would you like me to find you something other than paper to paint on? because it's not going to be anything you don't want it to be but it then you use it as their suggestion instead of yours yeah do you follow a busy toddler did you ever I don't think so she's very well she likes to like give them give her kids projects they can work on I don't know where that falls on directing play but it's a lot of like sensory activities but she had up last week um this like turkey art project that your kids might enjoy where she used that sounds fun. painter's tape. So she took like a big board and you, she did like painter's tape over uh, to make kind of like a grid and then they get to paint however they want over it. And then you can remove the painter's tape and no matter what colors and whatever they put all over, you still have the like geometric white of the turkey outline. I'm going to try it. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, next question. What has been your biggest mom win either ever or that you can think of most recently? Oh gosh. Most recently, 
most recently, okay, I will say our kids have always gone to, when I was working full-time, they went to daycare. They, one of them went to daycare five days a week. And then when I quit my job and started my company, um, I knew that I couldn't do that with a toddler and a newborn attached to me. So they, they went to daycare three days a week and they've always gone to daycare on like a modified schedule for three days a week so I can use my brain and get things done. Um, and recently during COVID, we were kind of forced into a situation where we no longer had daycare. And it was really, really challenging for me to navigate that season. I mean, we're really busy and my kids are really busy. And so I just felt like I was lacking in a lot of areas. And now looking back on that, it was God definitely saying that my kids needed to come together more. And so at daycare, they had their little posses and their little other kids that they liked to play with. And I think that that was not on purpose. I mean, just out of nature, um, creating little tears between their relationship. And now that they have not been in that season for quite some time, um, I can definitely see their bond is so much stronger than it's ever been. So I'm going to say that it was a sacrifice on my part for a while, um, but that is definitely probably going to be a really proud mom win for quite a while. Yeah. Um, okay. Speaking of COVID, how would you describe your quarantine situation? As far as like, what do we do? Or as far as like, just anything in it? Yeah. Um, if you could sum up this year, how would you sum it up? I would, I would say our family's more connected than we've ever been. Um, And I think talking to a lot of people, I think a lot of people feel the same way. Like it did force us home. It did force us together. Um, But just the same as like the the bond that my kids have is stronger. I think the bond that our family has is stronger. And we've, um, we've talked a lot to our kids about it and about like the decisions we're making and why we're making them. Um, And I think that it's been good for all of us. I don't know if you remember this, but uh, the one semester that I did mops, I was at Chrissy's table. She was my table leader. And there was a panel discussion one day. Um, And the one piece of advice that I remember from that day was one of the moms was talking about how they always went on family vacations with just their family, not with grandparents, not with friends, just their family. And she always wanted to create that space for her kids to try new things together to strengthen their relationship. Yes. She talked about it for a long time, but that's kind of the gist of it. And I feel like, um, this year has been like one giant experiment in that, um, you know, strengthening bonds within the family. Cause yeah, we don't have our friends to go play with all the time. We're not inviting the neighbors over for dinner every Saturday night. It's really just been family time. 24 seven, um, right. for most people, at least here in California, I think in other places, they're a little less restricted, but, um, yeah, that, but, that advice always stuck with me. Cause I always imagine like taking the boys friends with us on vacation or taking grandparents, our, our family, as you know, is very involved in everything we do. And I'm sure that, 
Um, they would jump at any chance we offered to go on a family vacation with us. Um, and so I want to make sure that I protect some of those times for just us to come together. We did, but pre COVID, we did a just family vacation and that speaker was Bonnie and she is like the mom whisperer of all time. She's so wise and she has such good advice. Um, but that has absolutely been something that has stuck with me from the, my beginning time at Mops as well, is that you do things together as a family to strengthen that family unit. Um, and it doesn't have to be all the time, but you do have to be intentional about it. So we do one dinner a night per week where we sit at the big fancy table and the kids set it up and we light candles and we do things like that. And then we did a um, family only vacation the beginning of this year. And we have the funniest inside jokes from that trip that no one would ever remember. And I tell my husband all the time, I'm like, Bob has gas is going to be an inside joke in our family for 20 years. Like <laughs> my three-year-old talks about it, but it was right when my oldest started being able to read and we're driving down the road and she's like, Bob has gas. And the whole car just started laughing. And now we talk about it all the time. So I think that that little tie, we don't, those kids might not remember anything else on that vacation because they were so little, but Bob has gas is like a part of our family because we were on it and in it together. Yeah. My family's, my family's memory of that, uh, that, that I remember from kind of that same age, I was seven. Um, so my younger sister wasn't born yet. And my older siblings were, um, with their dad and it was the first year that we, um, the first year, and we've done it every year up until last year, this will be our first year not doing it, um, since I was seven, driving to my granddad's house in New Mexico. And the first year we stopped at the Grand Canyon on our way there. And I was so excited to get to my granddad's house that I, you know, my seven-year-old brain, I looked at the Grand Canyon. I was like, I don't get it. It's a hole in the ground. Can we please just go to granddad's house? And that is how we've referred to the Grand Canyon ever since. And I remember just a few other like very simple memories from that trip, but same thing. I don't really even remember saying it, but it's, you know, a, a memory or an inside joke. Yeah. The inside it's joke that just your family has. Mm-hmm. It's, I think that the, there's precious moments in there. And another advice that I got before I had kids, we used to go to Disneyland all the time. And one of the ladies at work was like, you know, it's the in-between times that count. It's not the trip that you spent all the money on. It's the drive down there. It's the hotel room at night when you're snuggling down. She's like, those are the things your kids are going to remember. So it doesn't always have to be over the top. You just have to make space for in-between times. Yeah, I have another good in-between time story from a family trip I'll tell you about later. Um, <laughs> it's not as appropriate. Uh, <laughs> I'll just say there's some very thin walls in hotel rooms in Tennessee. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, and then this is kind of an open final question for the day. If there was one thing that you wish um, there had been more support around for you during any part of motherhood, or if there was a resource you wish you wish existed for moms, what would it be? Ay ay ay. Um. For me, it was the walk to motherhood was so hard. 
and felt so lonely. And then when I was a mom, it was nothing like it was supposed to be. Um, and like my whole world turned upside down. So I think, although I don't think anybody can prepare you for this, I don't know that that's something that it's not like you could take a class <laughs> on all the unexpecteds. Um, but I think mops helped me a lot with um, early motherhood. So I would say the loneliness of infertility. Um, I mean, we're eight years on the other side of that and there's been huge strides in there, but I think um, that could definitely be improved as much as it can be. It, it definitely feels very isolating um, and it's a hard road to walk. I can second that. There is, a, if anyone is listening and you're on that, although this is probably a strange place for you to be, but I love it if you are, um, or if you're going through secondary infertility and are struggling in that, that uh, there is a group on Facebook called Moms in the Making that I found. Oh, I love that. Support in. Yeah, and it's a faith-based group. And so they talk a lot about, um, you know, finding strength and hope in Jesus during during that struggle specifically. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I did not have social media. I don't think, I don't think we had much of it back when I was trying to do all this. Yeah, and I think probably it's probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that the group is only about six years old, so it was well underway when I was going through it, but um, it probably didn't exist when you were they had like Yahoo chat rooms and stuff. And that was just not okay for me. <laughs> I, you were a lot more private about your infertility journey too, weren't you? While you were going through it? Yes. I think if I was going through it now, I would not be. Yeah. Um, I'm a totally, I mean, motherhood has changed me and age has changed me. Um, but I was pretty, I was definitely in a hard space in my self journey, I guess, and my spiritual journey as well. I, I, I could have turned um, a lot of directions and that's not where I, where I chose to direct it. Um, but it, all for not, right? Not all for not, because here we are Yeah. down this road. Anyhow. Yeah. You know, we all walk it differently and we all get to a great place. I probably spewed way too much information at people when I was going through infertility I think it's all important yeah because it is I mean if you reach one person that's that feels alone or isolated in any stage of motherhood um I do hear people a lot say wow I can't believe you share all the stuff you share why it's my life mm -hmm. like I'm I am very open now with our crazy life and I wouldn't have it any other way because it's not easy to do all these things Yeah, and it shouldn't be. Yeah, I completely agree. I, um, that's actually the goal of the mom date podcast is to, hey. uh, make sure that no mom ever feels alone and is specifically why I created this series, um, where we're interviewing different moms just to chat about motherhood, to hopefully get little nuggets that people can walk away with to know that, no matter how hard the season that they're in or they've been in is that there is always someone out there that has either gone through it and 
gotten through it or is going through it with them so that they know that they're not alone. We won't necessarily have advice for you, but we'll at (laughs) least have support in numbers for you. Absolutely. I love that so much. It's so needed. Thank you. Well, is there anything else that you want to say to our moms out there? No, I love Erica. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I think this is a great idea and a fun resource and um, I'm excited about it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to hit stop recording. Hey there, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Mom Date Podcast. We hope that we filled your day with some hope and some joy. And if we did, we would love for you to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your other mama friends. Also, we would love to share all the Mom Date Podcast updates with you. So please follow us along on Instagram. You can find me, Erica, at Life With My Favorites. And you can find Cassie on Instagram at Cassandra.Sullivan. Thanks so much. Thank you.